All right, welcome everybody. It's the glorious episode four of this week's picks. I'm your host, Ryan. With me as always, the guy with so many picks, he got kicked off American Pickers, my good buddy Jason. How are we doing, bud? Howdy ho, pretty good. All right, guys. Well, hey, I appreciate it. downloaded the podcast so far. Check this out. I don't forget to follow us on social media. Our Instagram is now live at, at this week's picks pod on Instagram and at this week's picks on Twitter. We'll be recapping our episodes, putting up maybe some extra parlays, extra picks of the week here and there if you see them. Um, as about this podcast, as you know, we give you some media picks to figure out books, movies, TV shows, music, anything we're into at the moment. We think you need to check out a classic, new, or things we may discover that is classic that's new to us. So without further ado, we're going to get to Jason's first pick of the week. Well, no surprise. Starting out with the movie. Uh, but we're going foreign this time. So the 2010 Korean film, The Man from Nowhere. Have you heard of this one? I have heard of this one. That's that's crazy because I got a side note about something earlier, but go ahead. Okay, we'll get to that in a second then. Um, <laughs> so Korean revenge film, right? Mysterious stranger living a you know ho-hum life. He friends a little girl next door. She's kidnapped or something. And then the rest kind of unfolds like you'd expect. It's kind of like a Korean Leon the Professional, you know, minus the pedophilia. So um, really, you know, it's it's kind of just a... Uh, hits all the basic notes of a re, the revenge genre. Um, follows most of the tropes, but just elevates it by doing everything incredibly well. Establishing an amazing emotional investment between the characters. Um, action scenes are just incredible. Um, that's it. That's um, you know, it's a Korean revenge film. So yeah. there you go. Is that Jet Li? Mm, no. No. Okay. I'm thinking of something else then. Uh, I'm seeing two covers in my head. It's probably the other cover I'm thinking of, and I'm blending the two. All right. Well, great pick. Great pick. Um, I'll go my side note off that. Go ahead now. That I already had made notes of. I love how we accidentally just do this every week so far and i hope it keeps going for the rest of the podcast for years and years to come my side note was i watched the raid this week okay good last yeah. week last weekend after our episode recorded okay first off holy shit that's <laughs> awesome that is non-stop violence i mean like you said it's it's subtitled but there's not much dialogue but that ran me down a whole rabbit hole of you know Asian Pacific films, Korean, whatever. And I've come across some gems that are my future picks. And funny thing is the man from nowhere was suggested to me after I watched that. I'm like, okay, add that to the list. So like I said, to get the Jet League covers mixed up with everything else, I'm pretty sure all of those are in my like algorithm now. <laughs> so as the future picks coming for that same genre, man, and I can't wait to fire up the raid too. It's the title thing on Netflix. Now when I pop it up, I was like, would you like to watch raid too? I'm like, Okay, y'all got me, algorithm. Y'all got me. But uh, great first pick, Jason. I appreciate that. Um, my pick of the week, my first pick of the week, is a TV show I got into um, this week. Um, it's called Outlast. Uh, it's on Netflix. And uh, it's, man, it's like if Survivor and Alone had a baby, and then they threw the rule book out the window. Uh, it's an outdoor survival show. So kind of like alone, but you can team up. You have to, and you have to be in a team to, to win. Just a team of two can still win. You got to outlast other teams, and you can change teams anytime. So you got the conniving survivor side to it, 
but literally there are no rules. Like people can come into your camp and steal all your shit, your sleeping bag, and they're in Alaska in the winter, so it's like minus at night. And he'll come in and steal your food, so you gotta like guard your camp. And there's challenges that happen. Anyway, just fantastic. Great first season. Got a little slow because you know it's not the two teams, and you know it's all because politics. If if I, if I quit this team. I know we'll win, but I don't, I love my team kind of stuff. But so how did it get kicked off? Like how does it progress? Oh, you get kicked off, you quit. So individual people can still quit. Okay. They fire that they get fed up with the stealing. They get fed up. Like two guys are like, yeah, this is more than I wanted to do, and they just flare it out. So like you know, it's stuff like that. So like people get hurt, twisted ankles, uh, you know, lack of food, you pass out. They medically get you out of there for some reason. So, yeah, so much like alone, you flare out whenever you want to. Um, But it's fun. I think season two, it needs some revision to it. A little bit, a little bit more structure, you know, not complete anarchy, but some structure would be great. But uh, yeah, it's the first pick of the week. Outlast eight episodes on Netflix. Or less structure and introduce like bears. Oh, there were bears already. Just a whole gaggle of bears into the camp. Just chunk them at them. Just put rattlesnakes in their beds. Yeah. yeah. Um, Start messing uh, with them more. They all cough and drop tarantulas and not food. Speaking Um, of some dark shit, we're going to move into the next pick. So I I did have a movie, but I couldn't decide which movie. So I decided we're just going to go with the director instead. So the director pick is Craig Zaylor. Sorry if I pronounced it wrong. He's the writer-director of, uh, I think Bone Tomahawk was his first in 2015. Um, it's like a Western horror film. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah. John, uh, genre jumps there, where it's like starts Western. You're like, oh, good Western film. And then it's like, what, this is a horror film? Oh, shit. Um, just brutal violence, well-paced, some odd humor mixed in. Um yeah, but Bone Tomahawk was great with like Kurt Russell, Dave Arquette. Then, um, you know, he had Dragged Across Concrete with Vince Vaughn and uh, was it Mel Gibson? Okay, is that his? Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And the, yeah, that one's on Netflix. The other two, I think you have to rent. And then also he did Brawl and Cell Block 99, which was also Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Carpenter, who we briefly talked about last week. Um, yeah. So in the. Brawl in Cell Block 99 came out like 2017, I think. Um, you know, Vince Vaughn plays this former boxer turned drug courier, gets into a bad shootout with the police, goes to prison, and, you know, his uh, some people force him to do some stuff he doesn't want to do. And uh, it just gets very violent, very intense. Um, you know, I'm sure there's... could go into an essay on, like, his style of work. Uh, Craig Zeller, Um I don't know. I just... Very dark, brutal movies that. Uh, how would you explain them? Like, uh, like a pulp melodrama, almost. Yeah. Um, if that's your thing. I would say if like Quentin Tarantino went straight up horror and went like you know a Rob Zombie Quentin Tarantino baby film. But see, his other two aren't horror at all. That's like, true. That's true. I think Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah. Bone Tomahawk has that horror, and the other two have that same feel, but they kind of. Um, you know, approach the prison system or corrupt yeah. cops or things like that. It's um, oh, he may be his own thing. You know, he's he's maybe re- redefining some th- stuff. But yeah, uh, and that's what I. That's kind of why I have him here this week. It's 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 a different type of movie than you feel like I've seen before. Um, yeah, I haven't watched Drive to Cross Concrete yet. It's on my list. Uh, you so I'd recommend that and Brawl. 
Bone Tomahawk, if you haven't seen it. I think he's got a new one coming. He wrote some other ones, but those are his ones he wrote and directed. So his vision through and through, which, you know, I, that's another thing I love. It's just when you have one pure vision, seeing things through, right? With the writing, yeah. the directing. Um, yeah. So there we go. That's a major complaint about movies today. I feel like they don't know how to end them. Oh, know, they get this great story. And then it's like, yeah. the last 15 minutes, like, eh. And I've had it in this, so yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get better about it, but I've got four movies right now that like I've recently watched up to the last say 20 minutes. Like I gotta, I'll I'll finish this in a little bit. Then never started again, never returned mm-hmm. to him again, never finished. Like the new Guy Ritchie film, still haven't seen the last 20 minutes of. Um, oh really? Yeah. So, anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, what, okay. what what else you got for us? Uh, my pick two is a movie tonight. Um, All right, it's streaming on the Stars subscription, directed by David Ayer, uh, starring Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, and John Bernthal. It's the World War II tank movie. Oh Fury. yeah, I enjoy this film. I don't think it gets the respect it deserves for being a World War II epic film. You know, it's a tank film, so it's different than most. But man, it tells a great story. Because, I mean, that was the first war, full-on mechanized tank warfare. And I always remember a great, a great quote from one of the German, you know, tank commanders. I think it's the Desert Rat. He said, uh, you know, a Panzer tank is worth five Sherman tanks. The problem is they always brought six. Yeah. So you're, following, <laughs> you're following this uh, Sherman tank colony around. Which, you know, and, man, I think it's just a great film. Good flow. Great characters. Just that brotherhood thing. If you like Band of Brothers, you're going to like Fury. Uh, I think it's just a solid film. I think the cinematography is great. The tale of World War II. Yeah, it's been told a lot in movies and film and TV and everything else. But heck, what's one more? And I don't think we always get the tanks. We don't well, always I, get that. I was going to say, like you already said, it, it takes a different angle with focusing on just a tank crew, right? Yeah. You know, it's a good film. I actually saw that one in theater back in the day. I think I may have too. Honestly, back when I think Shia LaBeouf was still a thing. <laughs> yeah. And this is early Shia. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he wasn't far off the even Stevens train on this one. Talk about, well, he, Constantine last week we talked about. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. Shot him up two weeks in a row. Uh-oh, here we go. I got a trend. Yeah, but we... no, so that's my pick. It's on stars. I I watch it, I, you know, probably once, twice a year. I'll, I mean, it's a great background f- film, too, because the sounds is great. It's something you can have on The Office. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful movie for me. Great. I think, yeah, one of my favorites. All right. Well, uh, I'll move, take things in a slightly different direction. Um, going to give you one of the worst films I've ever seen. So this is a movie to absolutely avoid. All Definitely right. don't watch it, especially not sober. Um, it's called. It was a Netflix film, shocker, from 2020, <laughs> The Last Days of American Crime. You heard of that one? I don't think. I think I missed this one. I've been spared. Directed by Oliver. Oliver? Yeah, some, something like that. Megaton? He's the guy, same guy that did Taken 2 and 3. Not the original. He oh, did Taken oh. 2 and 3. Okay. Um, so the movie's, it's like a supposedly in the not-too-distant future. You know, the U.S. government fed up with crime and terrorism, so it broadcasts some special signal that goes into brainwaves or some crap and makes it impossible for anyone to knowingly break the law. Um... Hey, what a plot. It's it's adapted from like a 
2009 graphic novel of the same name. Okay. Um, imagine like a much, much dumber version of Minority Report. It's uh, it's like a hundred and almost 150 minutes, 140 something minutes long. This just it's like a dystopian heist where they're trying to complete this, you know, end all be all heist before the crime, the anti crime wave goes out and they can't steal anymore. Oh, and okay. um, it is just ag. I don't even know how to describe it. It's <laughs> agonizingly dull. It's I just it's one of my lowest. It is probably one of my lowest ranked films on Letterboxd. I think I give it half a star. Its average rating is like one point five. Dang. It's just awful. Don't watch it. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Jason Hassig sparing us from what could be terrible. Uh I like it. I like that new uh that new way to say to stay away from is a great uh that's a fantastic segment. We took the pain free all folks. That's what that's happened right there. We took the pain saving free. You, saving you your viewing hours. Yeah, 140 minutes or whatever you said it was, right? All right. Well, cool. Well, that takes me up to my third pick of the week. And uh, I think this is the first we've had this podcast. Maybe the second. I can't remember. But I've got a book. Oh, right, got a, oh yeah. interesting. Because I, I yeah. came with a book this week for the first time. <laughs> Excellent. Right. I hope it's not Fantastic. the same. Go on. I hope not either. Uh, if it is, it's even, it's even better if it is. So my book is called Never Split the Difference. Mm. Boss. Yeah. And uh, so what we got is he's a former FBI negotiator, heavily trained, been involved in a lot of stuff. Um, it's, I think, touted in the market as a business and sales book. Um, but I think it's very helpful in understanding people in general, how people act, how to respond to situations, and even how to feel out certain situations. It's got a lot of great tips for just daily communication, even with family and friends. You know, how to deal with somebody's on the edge, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, does it help me in business? It helps me in my job a lot. That's the reason I got onto it. Um, but, I mean, granted, it really helped me understand how to communicate people, especially if, you know, you can kind of tell somebody's got something going on or, you know, like I said, people edge, angry, upset, you know, or even just the typical, like, you know, cashier or something. Or you can tell, like, somebody you're working with in the service industry or any industry is upset you know, you can do a little more empathy, I guess, a little more how to deal with the situation. And, you know, it's just great. I think it's great all around. A lot of great tips just for life in general. It's just a great book. I have it on audio, uh, audio book and physical copy. It's read really, really well on, on, uh, on audio book. Um, so I enjoyed it thoroughly. I probably have read it physically twice and listened to it once and taken notes. The, so, um, but yeah, great book. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. So you got yeah. a book, huh? Well, I was just gonna say that one's right on my shelf here next to me. Um, nice. Good, good pick. Um, yeah. So I guess you came in with the nonfiction book, and I'm going with the uh, fiction book this week. Right. Um, it's Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. I maybe I should look these pronounce pronunciations up first. Um, okay. It's the same guy that it's a sci-fi book from the same guy that wrote The Martian. Uh, okay. So incredibly well-written, engaging, fantastic premise. Um, basically, the book starts off with an astronaut wakes up from this induced coma on a ship, finds the other two people in his crew are dead, and he can't remember who he is or why he's on the ship, just flying through space. Oh. Um, and so part of the book kind of proceeds from there where he's 
doing science on the ship to figure things out. And uh, as he gets his memory back and he's sorting through things, it starts to have flashbacks to his uh, the previous time back on Earth before he, you know, launched off on this mission. And uh, he's trying to figure out what happened. And then once he does get his memory back more and more, you know, he wants to um, proceed on his mission and try to be successful. And uh, it's hard to get into much more without spoilers. But <laughs> if you uh, if you're looking for a great sci-fi novel, just it's hard to do better. All right. All right. Well, that's great. Great pick. I enjoyed The Martian, so I'll be checking that book out for so sure. Project Hail Mary. Yeah. Project Hail Mary. All right. Andrew Weir. I think Weir's right. I think I've heard it said regarding The Martian. So, all right. Well, cool. Well, that's, uh, I think that concludes our picks this week. So, uh, coming up will be uh, my insane, stupid parlay. But first off, let me talk about our sponsor this week. It's always like last week. It is Shank It Golf. So, if you're looking to take your golf game to the next level, well, you probably won't find what you're looking for here at Shank It Golf. But hey, We'll take your money anyway. Our golf equipment and accessories are fun and sarcastic. But we figure if you're willing to shell out a ha- shell out your hard-earned cash for it, why not? Our mission is to make a quick buck off unsuspecting golfers who don't know any better. That's pretty funny. But as Shake of Golf, we don't care if you improve your game or not. In fact, we don't really care about golf at all. We just saw an opportunity to make some money, and we and we took it. But hey, if you're still interested, we do have some uh, golf accessories, balls, bags. Clothing, hats, stickers, and everything else. Maybe even a flask if you look deep enough at the website. They're not the best quality, but they'll do the trick. And if you have any questions, our team is inexperienced golf enthusiasts is available to give you some half-hearted advice. So if you're looking for a golf sponsor that doesn't really care about golf, but just likes to look good at the 19th hole bar, Shank It Golf is where it's at. We're not the best, but we're definitely not the worst. Well, we think. Shank It Golf. So shankitgolf.com. Use offer code... This week's picks 13 and for 20% off your order, uh, shankitgolf.com. Put some sarcasm in your game. You know, look good being bad. It's awesome. Appreciate them being the sponsor for this week's picks. Um, all right. On to the uh, stupid ass parlays of the week and Nix's lock of the century. But first, a little gambling disclaimer, right? Guys, gambling is fun, it's supposed to be fun. So some people, the elite, elite few, they probably can make a career out of it. But most of us are just going to be betting $10 here and there and hoping that 18-leg parlay hits that never does. All right, that's not the luck of the draw for us. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice than hitting an 18-leg parlay or winning the lottery. But if you like to have fun in sports betting, have some skin in the game, that's probably fine. Find yourself having trouble or an addiction, please seek help. Uh, but Gamblers Anonymous, I know there's phone call, there's phones, uh, phones and websites, phone numbers and websites you can call to check out. Please get help before it's too late. Don't gamble what you don't have. So, for this week's dumb ass parlay, I have a three legger. It's not too bad, but it does have its risk, as all gambling does. So, I have the Stars versus Seattle, the Stars to win the NHL series. If you want to make it even better, Stars in six games to win that series. Warriors over Lakers in their playoff series. Let's go Curry. And then for May 11th, to add to it, take the Mets money line. So that's the parlay this week. Nothing too, too crazy. Uh, it should have some decent odds and series wins for the Warriors and the Stars. And add the Mets money line just for a little boost on 5-11. Uh, 
for Nix's pick, the uh, what I consider the lock, Nix being my pup, this is her pick, um, just because it rhymes and it's awesome. I do want to apologize for the Boston Bruins pick. That did not go well for everybody. But Nix's pick of this week is on May 13th. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates money line. Uh, it's going to be minus, I think it's sitting minus 140 right now. It may get worse. So go ahead and lock that in. You're not going to get a huge uh, money line wager on it, make a lot of money off of it, but hey, it's a lock, right? So let's go with that. Nix's pick of the week, Pittsburgh Pirates on 513, hitting that money line. So that's what we got this week. Jason, what you got? Anything else? That's it for me. Got to save some for next week. That's right. We're going to keep the picks coming next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, check us out on Instagram at This Week's Picks Pod and on Twitter at This Week's Picks. I'm working to get the TikTok up and going this week. And I think our first pick is live on Instagram. Believe me, they'll get better as we go. Uh, But thanks, everybody, for listening. Jason, cheers. Have a great night. Have a good one.